0: Welcome to the Bible in the News. This is Jonathan Bowen joining you. The custom of many Bible students is to read portions of God's Word on a daily basis. This past week we have been reading from the book of Jeremiah. One is struck by the overwhelming evidence of the purpose of God with the Israeli people a purpose that we see played out in the news. The process of redemption for the nation of Israel is described in Jeremiah 32, verses 37 to 44. Verse 37 reads, Behold, I will gather them out of all countries, whither I have driven them, in mine anger and in my fury and in great wrath, and I will bring them again into this place and will cause them to dwell safely. This is the first part of the process of redemption, the return of the Jews to the land, This process has been going on for some time now, but continues even this week with talk of a headline in Eretz Sheva, Yemenite Jews Planning Exodus to Israel. The article stated, according to the Yemen news agency, all Jews in the Amram district of Yemen are preparing to leave for Israel within the next few days. The account is according to Yemenite Rabbi Yaish, Harassment has increased against Jews in the Amram and Karef districts, with some Jews killed and others kidnapped. Meanwhile, three relatives of Mashiyeish al-Nahari, the Jew killed last year in northern Yemen, have left the country for Israel. Following Israel's War of Independence in 1949, about 50,000 Jews were brought back from Yemen as part of Operation Magic Carpet. They were brought to Israel in over 380 airlifts covering 3,000 miles. Alaska Airlines was one of the companies which assisted in the evacuation, fulfilling the words of Isaiah 60 verses 9 to 10, Surely the isle shall wait for me. The ships of Tarshish first, to bring thy sons from far, their silver, their gold with them, unto the name of the Lord thy God, and to the Holy One of Israel, because he hath glorified thee. And the sons of strangers shall build up thy walls, and their kings shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor have I had mercy on thee. Now the remnant which remain of the Yemenite Jews are looking to escape the persecution of the land in which they live. This brings to mind the words of Isaiah eleven, verses eleven to twelve, which were in the midst in the minds of many Bible believers when the first exodus of Yemenite Jews took place. These were the words which Chaim Wiseman read to the United Nations Commission for the Partition of Palestine. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people which shall be left from Assyria, from Egypt, from Pathrash, from Cush, from Elam, from Shinar, from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the of Judah from the four corners of the earth. The physical restoration of the Jewish people is followed by a second stage, the moral restoration, which we read of in Jeremiah 32 verses 38 to 40. They shall be my people, and I will be their God, and I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever for the good of them and of their children after them, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from them to do them good, but I will put my fear in their hearts that they shall not depart from me the moral restoration will be the work of Elijah or Eliahu, in preparing the way for the Messiah or Mashiach the son of David who will re-establish the kingdom of Israel physically in the land in the meantime we see the restoration going on according to the words of Jeremiah verses 41 to 44 yea I will rejoice over them to do them good and will plant them in this land, assuredly, with my whole heart and with my whole soul. For thus saith the Lord: Like as I brought thee all this great evil upon this people, so will I bring them all the good which I have promised them. And fields shall be brought in this land, whereof ye say it is desolate, without man or beast. It is given into the hand of the Chaldeans. Men shall buy fields for money and subscribe evidences, and seal them, and take witnesses in the land of Benjamin, and in the places about Jerusalem, and the cities of Judah, and the cities of the mountains, and the cities of the valley, and the cities of the south. For I will cause their captivity to return, saith the Lord. And so it is. Fields are being bought for money. Evidences have been subscribed around Jerusalem, in the cities of Judah, in the cities of the mountains, the valleys of the south and we hope to investigate this a little more in a few weeks. The news we hear today is not merely about the political hopes and fortunes of Israel, but the work of God he said he would do with his whole heart and with his whole soul. If our whole heart and whole soul is not towards the work God is doing with his people Israel, then we are working against the whole heart of God himself and are not fit to call ourselves believers. There are many who think that the return of the Jews to the land is merely the work of man's ingenuity, and not the work of Almighty God. Although claiming to be Christian and mouthing the words, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, from Matthew 6 verse 10, many do not believe this kingdom is the kingdom that is to be restored to Israel, as the disciples did. The disciples asked Christ, Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Acts chapter 1 verse 6. They came to understand when this would take place. It would be later on. We read in Acts three verses twenty to twenty one He shall send Jesus Christ which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of the restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. The restoration of all things, or the restitution, is well underway, and the nucleus of the kingdom is formed in the land, in accordance with the words of the prophets and the apostles. But many Christians have lost their way. They have turned to another gospel, and would pervert the gospel of Christ, of which Paul states, Though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Galatians 1, 6-8 The kingdom will be a powerful political entity, entirely replacing the corrupt kingdom of men, as prophesied by Daniel in chapter 2, verse 44, where we read, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. That is the reason why, when the Christadelphians were formed into a community, it was wholly dedicated to the hope of Israel. It was Robert Roberts who wrote in Christendom Astray, Lecture 8, page 209, On no subject will Christendom be found to have gone more astray than on the subject of the kingdom of God, a subject which, without exaggeration, may be said to constitute the very backbone of the divine purpose with the earth and its inhabitants. Many Christians believe they have replaced the Jews in God's purpose, that they are the Israel of God and completely misunderstand the gospel message of adoption into the Jewish hope. Even on the verge of the coming of Messiah, when the kingdom of God will become a reality and all nations will be blessed in Abraham, Christians and Jews alike are losing their faith in what is going on. Former President Jimmy Carter, a professed Christian, obviously following another gospel than the apostles espoused, wrote, Although some extremists disagree, most Israelis have learned that they cannot reconstruct the Kingdom of David, which includes all of the West Bank, the Golan Heights, and the parts of Lebanon and Jordan. In his book, Palestine Peace, Not Apartheid, page 16. Not that we're advocating his book. Obviously, he does not believe in the coming kingdom of God on earth, centered out in Jerusalem, as is captured by the Lord's Prayer and found in the writings of the apostles and prophets. Carter's solution is one of compromise and giving away the biblical heartland to the Palestinians, many of whom are terrorists. Even if we were to set aside biblical wisdom... And just look at the history of the past five years. One has to wonder how giving more land to the Palestinians in exchange for peace makes any sense. When Israel gave up Gush Katif and the surrounding areas for peace, they received rocket fire in exchange. This transaction is not one that is worth repeating. Many are hoping, hoping that by bargaining away the land to the Palestinian terrorists, they will get peace now. This is nothing but appeasement, of which Churchill said, An appeaser is one who feeds a crocodile, hoping it will eat him last. Israel has already amputated one leg in hope of saving the body. This didn't work. The suggestion now is to cut out the heart, Jerusalem, and throw it to the ravening wolves. Franklin Roosevelt also commented on this notion of appeasement, stating that no man can tame a tiger into a kitten by stroking it. There can be no appeasement with ruthlessness. There can be no reasoning with an incendiary bomb. Speaking of the Germans in the Second World War. All these years later, there can be no reasoning with the rocket. This isn't just appeasement, but the selling of the birthright. This is how Jacob's brother lost his birthright. Esau sold it for temporary relief, despising its worth. After two thousand years, Israel cannot adopt an Esau attitude and sell off its birthright for a mess of Peace Now pottage. One of the greatest antagonists of the Heart of God in the Middle East is an organization entitled Peace Now. On its website, it states the following Peace Now is a movement of Israeli citizens who view peace. Compromise and reconciliation with the Palestinian people and the Arab states is the only guarantee for the future, the security and the character of the state of Israel. This organization dedicates itself in protesting the work of God when he stated, I will plant them in this land assuredly with my whole heart and with my whole soul in the places about Jerusalem, in the cities of Judah, in the cities of the mountains, in the cities of the valley, and in the cities of the south. Just this week, Peace Now is in the news, petitioning Ehud Barak to halt the natural growth of the Israeli communities in the settlements. The reality is, organizations like Peace Now, who would lift up their voice against Almighty God in the name of humanism, break the Shema of Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 to 6 where we read, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. This is the prayer of many Jews across the earth throughout centuries. And yet today, in spite of the evidence of the hand of God in bringing Israel back to their land, some have chosen humanism as their God. This is no different for Christians who forget the heart of God in this matter also those who are more concerned with not causing offence to the multicultural world we live in, hiding their lands and lamps under a humanistic bushel for fear of offending the surrounding pagans. Let us not forget that multicultural world is made up of millions of idol worshippers who travel for miles to worship at shrines devoted to statues or lumps of wood and stone. The words of Psalm 115 verses 8, 4 to 8 are poignant their idols are silver and gold, the work of men hands they have mouths, but they speak not, eyes have they, but they see not, they have ears, but they hear not, noses have they, but they smell not, they have hands, but they handle not, feet have they, and they walk not, neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are alike unto them, and so is every one that trusteth in them. Some are not even carved into idols, but are venerated as lumps of stone which have supposedly fallen from heaven. Well, there is only one true God, and he is one, as Deuteronomy states. Those Christians or Jews who care more about offending pagans than offending the God of heaven are on a collision course with God himself. Policies of world leaders like Obama or Jimmy Carter, which would disallow the growth of Jewish settlements, Go against the promise of God to Abraham when he said, I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, Genesis 17 verse 5, and look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them, so shall thy seed be. Well, where is this multitudinous seed going to be put if they're not allowed to grow in their own land? Listen to Bible in the News from last week for more on this. God has a plan with resettling the land of Israel today, just as he did during the time of Nehemiah. During this time, there were people around who were wroth and took great indignation. They asked, what do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of heaps and the rubbish which is burned? Nehemiah 4 verse 2. That is the attitude of many in and around the land today like Jimmy Carter. Yet God has spoken. However, we read of the response of the Palestinians of Nehemiah's time. When Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashtodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth and conspired all of them together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it, verses 7 and 8. Today, many have conspired against the Jews who are building up Jerusalem and settling the mountains and want to hinder it. The solution for the Jews of Nehemiah's time was to make their prayer unto their God, verse 9. This should be the solution of all those who love Zion, to pray for the rebuilding of the nation in the land in anticipation of Messiah's coming. Of course, there were in Nehemiah's time those who allied themselves to Tobiah. We read, There were many in Judah sworn unto him, Nehemiah 6, verses 17-18. to 18. While organizations like Peace now fall into this category, they make allegiances with the Tobias of today and work against the purpose of God. No matter what resistance, Isaiah 55 verse 11 assures us that My word that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. One only has to visit Peace Now's website to see what kind of moral fibre it possesses. Peace Now reported on August 8th, 2009, one week after the terrible fatal shooting in Tel Aviv-based Youth Gay and Lesbian Club, Peace Now turns out to support the gay community. This is complete with a poster you can print out to show your support for the gay community in Israel. The new policy is down with the religious settlers, and up with the Sodomites. One can smell the stench of humanism in these ideals. How long will Almighty God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob put up with this? It will not be long. When the day does come, we want to ensure that our allegiance is to Zion, to the God of Israel, and the fulfillment of his promise in the land. We read in Psalm 87 verses 5 and 6, And of Zion it shall be said, This and that man was born in her, and the highest himself shall establish her. The Lord shall count when he writeth up the people that this man was born there. May we be like David, men after God's own heart, whose heart and whole soul is set to plant Israel in their land and redeem them. May our hearts be born in Zion. We continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and to watch the Bible in the News, www.bibleinthenews.com.